Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. I think I need some new material, Daniel. I don't like this song. I think I'm going to start saying something different immediately. Maybe you should go through all of the foreign languages. I don't. What? What are you talking about? Say DIY Money in like all of the different languages. Mm. How how many episodes would that get us through? I don't know. How many foreign languages are there? Good question. This is DIY Money, not DIY Foreign Language. Wow. Okay. No, I don't like that. Uh, I will come up with other, <laughs> other... I was just thinking... You don't about, want a challenge? You know, come on. Yeah, that's a big challenge. That's, that's, a, that's a rough one. All right. We, um, we have a very interesting... First of all, welcome back uh, to the show. And we are so grateful. You know, we landed number one on Apple iTunes uh, podcast under budgeting. Uh, I think it's budgeting and finance. And, and I think we're, we're, man, we're creeping in in personal finance. I think we're three or four now on, on the broad personal finance category. But Impressive. Oh, so excited. So continue to, to share it. What really helps, I know many of you, based on, the, based on the stats we're seeing, listen on Spotify, which is fantastic. Um, if you do listen on iTunes, please leave us a review. The way their system works is you you are bumped up by getting, well, number one, how many downloads? That's critical, and I think that's why we're number one. But the reviews help go out to people who might be interested. So they, I think they have a recommendation list if people are interested searching for financial, budgeting, etc. So please leave us a review. Uh, we read those reviews. Uh, we're very interested in those reviews. It helps us. Um, and, and so please do that. The other way you can help us, uh, and I think it's great to help you as well, is if you've not yet, check this out on Insta. DIY.money. That's DIY.money. Daniel is failing miserably with his Friday coffee talks. He's just, what, what's happening here? Coffee, 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 well, we're catching up on some uh, really good financial planning initiatives that we're working on. Uh, the new software that we're implementing is just taking a little bit of time to kind of get off the ground. So Wealth, we've wealth been, development program. Yeah. Subtle plug. We're excited about so that. So we've been working on that. And then we were traveling last week. And I hoped to do it. I had hoped to do it from the airport. But the airport was kind of just blah. So yeah. I just sat and ate some lunch and did not try to use the Wi-Fi and try to talk with a mask on and all. I was just like, ah. No problem. Uh, but please do check him out, uh, DIY.money. And then um, join the Facebook tribe if you're still on the Facebook, which a lot of you are since the company's now worth $700 billion. But I guess they own Instagram too. So, uh, But ju- just hit up the DIY tribe. We have a closed group there. Uh, we've got some exciting things going on there. All right. We're going to get to an interesting question today. Bumped it right to the top of the queue because I think it's very, very um, applicable to today. So this is more of a time-sensitive uh, program. But I'm sure if you're listening to this, you're going to go through periods like this, and we can address this, and hopefully this is just another tool in your tool belt to not make uh, big investment mistakes uh, in the future. So without further ado, let's get our question. Who's this from? Yenny. From Yenny. Yenny, what do you got? D-I-Y! Hi, my name is Yenny. Uh, Thanks so much for all the information on your show. I'm really learning a lot. Um, My question is kind of a two-parter. So when I was younger, my dad had set up a chunk of money for me in stocks, and it had grown over the years. And I honestly know next to nothing about stocks or investing, um, but I finally pulled it all out in the panic of the plummeting market in March and sold it for a really heartbreaking amount less than I... I could have. 
um, but it still grew into a pretty sizable chunk that I'll of course be paying taxes on. So my question is what do you suggest that I do with that money? I'd like to find a way, if possible, that I can let that money grow without much risk of loss because I'm very cautious with my money, but I probably won't be dipping into that money for at least five years and I've heard you guys say that that's enough time in the future that it should be invested and not just kind of sitting in a savings account and not accruing much interest. Then the second part of my question is, it makes me sad to think about reinvesting it at this really high buying cost because I literally will just be paying tax on something that I shouldn't have touched in the first place. So do I need to just accept that loss as part of the game of stocks? And if so, how do you emotionally start to come to grips with that? Um, thank you so much for your help. Excited to hear what you have to say. Okay, Daniel, uh, what do you got for Yenny? Yeah, Yenny, so uh, I would approach this from a planning perspective because, well, I'm the certified financial planner at the table, uh, but Quinn's going <laughs> to... Uh, Quinn will approach it from the Quinn perspective, uh, which is probably I more intelligent. No credentials? <laughs> yeah. Loser! You're a loser! Phenomenal credentials. Adjunct professor, CNBC commentator. Okay, move on. Here we go. Author. Come on, come on. Come on. Uh, Are you feeling sorry for yourself? This goes on. Anyhow, uh, for me, it's it really comes down to your goals. So you mentioned that uh, this money, you probably aren't going to use it for anything in less than five years, which to me says that your greatest sort of um, threat is inflation. Even over the course of you know four or five years, prices are going to generally go up. Whether you're saving that for a house, uh, wedding, cars, etc., the prices on those things are going to gradually go up over time. And so what you're trying to do with investments, uh, so if you move sort of from the idea of it being a game of stocks, but to a investment vehicle, an asset that you are placing your money in until you need that for a different type of asset, uh, for instance, maybe real estate, all you're trying to really do is to either kind of make money or at least outpace, say, inflation, the, the rising of other asset prices. And so generally speaking, that's why we say if you need it in under five years, the best route to really go is to keep it in cash or low risk savings accounts because that is safe. You're not going to see the fluctuation, but you're also not going to keep up with inflation. However, in the very short term, inflation is not a big issue. The longer you go out five years, seven years, 10 years more, inflation becomes a significant issue and you need to allocate more to riskier assets like stocks because you get paid more. And in turn, you're going to get a better rate of return that um, supersedes inflation. So that's where the goal part comes down. The first thing you have to do is really figure out what your goal is for these funds and invest them accordingly. If you're going to use them fairly recently, there's no reason you can't be in cash. And nobody's saying that you have to be in stocks if you need this money for uh, the future. However, you just have to know that the buying power is going to gradually go down. Now, losses happen in the stock market. Sometimes we get emotional. Uh, sometimes we sell at the wrong time. Sometimes we buy at the wrong time. That's part of life, really. Uh, you make mistakes. You move on. Uh, it's in the rear view. There's nothing you can do about the decisions you made in the past other than learn from it. And I will tell you a secret. It's not a big secret. It's that everybody who invests in stocks makes those decisions, type of decisions, early on. And the, the people who have uh, learned and grown and become great investors are the ones who took that, learned from it, and fixed their behavior in the long run and said, you know what, uh, here's the lesson, and here's what I am and am not going to do the next time around that I invest in stock. So take that for what it's worth, and we'll see what Quinn has to say. All right, Yenny, um, here's the deal. You are struggling with what's called recency bias, and it is um, normal. 
and it is not just applicable to the investment world. It can be applicable to many, many areas of, of your life, and that is allowing the previous outcome to influence your next decision. Uh, the sooner you realize that, that you are struggling with recency bias, and the sooner you deal with that and wrestle that to the floor and realize that every decision you make should be an isolated event, not determined based upon what you did previously, the mistake or the success that you had, but yet a new decision, uh, the better off you will be. It's very difficult at first. It becomes easier as time goes on, as you adjust emotionally. I see this a lot with people who struggle with recency bias in not just the investment or stock market, but in life decisions. So they might make a, a, a purchase in their home or might make a decision of where to live or take a job, etc. And then they become almost paralyzed with fear, something you're dealing with right now, about making another bad decision because of their last decision. Uh, if you're a Reader, it's an interesting book. I would I would encourage you. It's totally uh, strange, but uh, this is a great book that addresses this. Uh, written by a gal named Annie Duke. She's a professional poker player. Uh, she's like a brilliant. I think she had like a PhD or something like that, and decided she could make more money playing poker. She wrote a book called Thinking in Bets, and uh, addresses a lot of what you're dealing with. So that's number one. Uh, you got to move on. All right, it, it's over. It's done. Move on. This is a new isolated decision. And the decision starts with where you are right now. Um, I like Daniel's discussion. Now, hey, you've got this amount of money. Forget where it was, what happened, what you did, etc. Make a decision accordingly for the next five years or your goals and objectives. Maybe that's meeting with an advisor. Maybe that's talking with other people. I don't know if... Maybe don't talk with the same people who encouraged you to, to that it would be okay to sell at the bottom, right? Maybe maybe somebody looking at a bigger plan, bigger picture, et cetera. Um, that's the first thing. The other things I want to kind of address is, you know, I don't have, these are quotes from you. I don't have much risk for loss. Well, you're going in the stock market. If you're going to invest, there's a possibility you're going to lose. Um, and, and it's not just because you might make a poor decision, but it's because the market could go down. Uh, we've gone up for 10 years. We could open uh, statements in five years and be down from where you are now. So if you don't want any risk of loss at all, that means you're not going to have any return. And so, again, I think you have to wrestle with that. What What's the appropriate risk of loss? What's what's the quantifiable amount you're willing to experience in, in volatility? The other thing you said that concerns me a great deal is, quote, playing the stock market. I know it just rolled off the tongue. You're like, hey, if my dad wouldn't have bought this, put these in here, I wouldn't be playing the stock market. Remove that from your vocabulary. You are an investor. You have to think like an investor. You are only Owning companies that are uh, that are making money and hopefully you're profiting as they continue to grow. You are not playing the stock. We go to casino to play blackjack or to play craps. We do not go to the stock market to play stocks. So again, just a subtle nuance, but these are all things that are that are sort of uh, I think blocking you from long-term success. Bravo to dad. For, for starting you down this path, bravo. Um, I would have liked, uh, hopefully, maybe he's still with us. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Would have liked some further education. But it sounds like he might have just bought some Apple or Amazon or something and threw it in an account said, hey, these are great long-term holds. They did exceptionally well. You got nervous. You sold at the bottom. And now you want to know what to do. Again, can't struggle with recency bias. Have to move on from that. Start new with an advisor. 
start a plan of action, and start researching more about long-term investing and becoming educated in that realm. So no longer will you say, quote, playing the stock market. Daniel, anything else to add? Uh, I think you've covered most of it. The fact is, I think stocks are the few things that people look back on and go, man, I could have sold that higher. Rarely do we do that with houses, cars, jewelry, baseball cards, things like that. We just take the price we get, we liquidate it to cash, and we move on. Yenny, uh, markets are the greatest place in the world, in my personal opinion. Um, this will not be your last big mistake. I can tell you that with a without uh, with for a fact. You, this you will make many mistakes if you're a long term investor. All right, uh, you've been listening to DIY Money. Uh, remember, you can check us out on Insta DIY Money or Facebook Tribe the DIY Tribe. Uh, remember, friends, the secret to wealth is really very simple: live on less than you make, invest the rest with a plan, and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.